And we're back in 2019 and with the new name. Welcome to the Tech Chatter Podcast, formerly Technobabble. However, that's pretty much the only thing that has changed. I'm still your host, Mike King, and still joining me is Rich Reader. Hey, 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 back with an all new uh, intro, all new name, all new logo. So uh, I guess that's not the only thing that's changed. (laughs) It's still correcting me in public. (laughs) Is it public if it's just you and me? It's only public later when we release it. It's not public right now. It might still be private then if our listenership is... uh... It's still the same. Hopefully that changes too. That's true. But don't forget, I also have a brand new microphone. Ooh, tell me, what is it? I got the Samson Q2U. It's a uh, USB and XLR microphone so that I can do uh, some live recording uh, without a computer, if necessary, for some future projects that we may or may not have discussed and you as a listener may or may not hear about shortly. Hopefully, maybe, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Middle beginning and an end. Little chapter here, chapter there. We'll see. <laughs> gonna, gonna, gonna be uh, listening to a little, little podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I'm gonna be listening with a bit of an upward inflection. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) So as you could tell, uh, not a whole lot has changed with us, um, but you know what has changed? No, I have not matured. (laughs) Exactly. You know what has changed, though, is technology. Every minute of every day, tech is changing, and that's what we're here for. And uh, what are we going to talk about this episode, Mike? We're going to be talking about some of the weird and wonderful darlings that have made their appearances or... Not their first appearances, but have gotten some improvements since since they showed up last year at the Consumer Electronic Expos. Or, wait, what's it called CES for if it's an expo? Show. Computer Electronic Show. <laughs> Clearly, listeners, Mike has done lots of research. <laughs> <laughs> well, what... It, what, what... What are you bringing to the <laughs> What are you bringing to the table for us, man? What 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 do you have that's going to please the listener? Oh, if we're going to be talking about your pleasure, well, let's just whip out the Tenuto, which is a wearable vibrator for men. Yes, apparently they show sex toys at the Consumer Electronics Show, which, of course, grabs my attention right off the bat because, well, I'm a big old perv. <laughs> well, at least you admit it. Well, yeah. How else? How else? How else am I going to get emails from ladies who share their proclivity if they don't know that I do? Good point. Hasn't worked yet, but at least like it's, you know, just letting them know that they can email me, and they'll be able to find out where after the show. Well, it's on the table, right? Well. Like, I, I don't want to tell you what I have on my table right now. I mean, like, we, we got a show to do. But... <laughs> so, anyways, the Tenuto is a wearable vibrator for men so you can have more adventurous sex. And this thing, apparently there's been a call for it because it was announced pretty recently and it's already sold out the first batch. Wow, that's intense. Oh, not as intense as the vibrations you'll get across your penis, your balls, and your perineum. 
Your what? The taint. Oh, the gooch. Gooch to the nooch. Snoochie boochies. Mm-hmm. Ah. Well, this definitely nooches your gooch. <laughs> so it fits around the entire area, basically. <laughs> That's very interesting. Um, yeah. And it, it's... it. So... It, <laughs> do, do we want to go into more about this or should we just let people find out about it on their own? Oh no, I want you to I want look at the first instruction for how it works and tell me what it looks like. Uh what it looks like or what it looks like how they're putting it on. I'm not explaining this to the listeners. This is a family-friendly okay. show. Well, since you're being a disagreeable cunt, I will tell you. <laughs> the first instruction looks like the guy is handling a uh a Motorola flip phone. Oh, yeah. Okay. I see what you... Yeah. I mean, it does kind of look like that. I was going to give you that joke, but you decided to be a dick. And not the one that fits in the Tenuto. Ah. Uh, so stretch, wear, vibrate. Oh, yeah. It even shows you where you can slip your balls through. Because it's like... Compl- it's like a total stimulation package for wow. your package. That's intense. So... <laughs> Speaking of intent, you can create your own vibes. (laughs) I've really got to stop saying these things. The best part is how you can create your own vibration patterns with the smart app control. So, you know, nothing keeps you in the moments of passion with your lover than reaching for your phone. Well, you know what? I've actually seen um, different products. I don't want to say like this before, but I've seen other um, pleasure products that have vibration um, in them that have apps and that you can create your own uh, vibration by simply tapping. And then it'll, it'll do that as vibrations. Right. Um, But the other thing that I've seen before too, which I'm not sure if this one actually has, is you can actually get it to vibrate to the music. And I've, I admittedly, uh, that's more of something that I've seen on female vibrators because apparently Women like to listen to music when they do that sort of thing, apparently. But uh, that's uh, that's interesting. And it, it, I, I guess it's got multiple motors in it as well. Well, well, there's six because remember, this is a complete and total stimulation package. So yeah, like, that's I guess there's like four motors sure. around the shaft and the balls. And then there's like a nice dual layer one for the perineum. So you can get that rolling thunder sensation going on. And and how much is this going to go for? It is now a hundred and nineteen U.S. It was one hundred and twenty nine, but they've sold out so many batches, and they guess they're ready to sell more. Only three payments of twenty nine ninety nine ninety nine, or two payments of sixty nine <laughs> ninety nine. Uh, yeah, that's you know what is actually I find quite interesting, and this actually um. I just found out about this. I think it was last night, but apparently there was a female um, vibration product uh, that was supposed to be at CES and they actually received a email from the, um, I guess, board of CES uh, stating that they were going to win best in show a few months ago and then within a week they got another email saying that oh sorry we made a mistake you're not winning best in show uh we're damning your product your product isn't allowed to come to the show um you're disgusting you're terrible and we don't endorse anything you do and that was because why 
it was a female product made by females for females. But certainly we can have this at CES and we can have, you know, virtual uh, augmented reality porn and we can have virtual reality porn for men. But no, you certainly can't have any vibrators for women there. And I think that's really fucking stupid. But uh, this is pretty cool, I guess. Well, you can be the vibrator for your woman now. That is very true. That is true. Um, and and if if you you aren't or maybe if your partner um, happens to ignore you and wants to pay more attention to their dog. Well, guess what? I got something for you. Uh, the the in, inu box inu box. I'm not quite sure how they want people to say that. But basically speaking of in your box. Oh, God. Oh, you're just making it so much worse. Um, so basically, this is a, I want to say it's about, it looks like it's about um, 16 to 18 inches thick. Oh, I'm just making this worse. Um, by about, I, I have say, successfully tainted the podcast. Two, Taint, get it? It's about two, two feet tall by 18 inches thick, give or take. And it has a flap that folds down where you now train your dog um, I guess preferably of the smaller sort, otherwise they won't fit all on it. Uh, but basically it folds down and uh, your dog is able to go d- and do its business on it. Uh, and when the dog finishes and gets off of the pad, basically this machine uh, lifts the, the whole pad back up into the air like a drawbridge uh, into itself cleans itself off sanitizes itself and places the liquid or um solid droppings into a sealed bag and presents it on the side of the unit so that you can take it out later and it doesn't stink up your apartment so now if you have an apartment or a home or especially i guess if you're uh located somewhere in canada or another very cold country where there are freezing cold winters i personally know i like i've had many dogs throughout my life and some of them aren't very fond of going out uh, in the winter and if they are uh you know you're supposed to put little booties on them or something because their paws get too cold and you got to put their jackets on and it can be a big hassle for you and the dog this can solve that problem uh there isn't actually a price or release date for this but it says it's smart odorless friendly design clean and automatic so it basically does everything all by itself Uh, all you have to do is just take the baggie and put it in the garbage afterwards it'll even tell you how much your dog weighs and can help you keep track of your dog's weight so that uh, if your dog starts losing a lot of weight you can call your vet and figure out what's wrong so I, I, I don't know I think that's pretty damn cool considering I live in a condo and uh, I would love to get a dog and not have to, you know, walk it in the winter because I'm lazy <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was pretty freaking cool, although very weird. I don't know. It would be really funny if you got like a like a like a large dog, like a German Shepherd. And like it, it's watching your Chihuahua use this thing and then it decides to. And then you get a message from your phone saying, like, your dog's waste has increased by, like, 400%. (laughs) But at that point, wouldn't it, um, I think, I don't, I don't, okay, so, spoiler alert, there's another one coming up later that's similar to this that can differentiate between multiple pets. 
and be able to track them much like a regular smart scale would. So I myself actually have a smart scale and it can differentiate between different rate. It can differentiate. It can differentiate between me and my wife just because it knows that, you know, one of us is heavier than the other. So anytime one of us is, you know, the heavier person, it's automatically going to say that that's me. So it, it probably would be able to know um, the difference between multiple pets. But I think that's pretty damn uh, interesting and weird. Until I go to your place and then when I use it, it says, hello, Rich and Jess. I guess. But I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck you. I just think it's pretty cool that uh, this device can clean up after my dog's poop. Do you have anything cleans up after poop on yours no that's right well it doesn't clean up the poop but it does let you know when it's there it's called the monet no that's the the monet it's got to be monet Monet. oh it is monet oh it would have been so much better if they'd made it called the monet it sounds so sexy the monet what is the monet well monet is the name of the company Mm, and they don't have an Fuck off, man. Anyway, they haven't come up with a name for the device, but it is a Bluetooth cookie-sized sensor that attaches to the outside of a baby's diaper, which will detect when poo or pee arrives. So there's no need to give a sniff test. Not sexy. I wonder how it differentiates between farts. Uh, It's not wet? I guess it just gives like a duration test, like if the fart fades away then it would be like all right then it's not a fart well it's looking for it's looking for moisture i would assume uh farts usually don't tend to be moist unless you're having a shart in which case (laughs) oh man i feel bad if you have a solid poo then if you have a solid poo like your baby's dry dehydrated then i think it would have to like it says it sniffs poo and pee yeah but there's 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 going to be some moisture in there like more so than what it's already sensing right it's going to sense a change is what it's going to sense a fart is just air right whereas if there's a change in anything else you know anyway well what anyway yeah this this (laughs) cookie sized disc not only does it not only does it sense uh like diaper consumption poo and pee patterns as well as sleeping patterns there's also, uh, you can mount this in a stand, and it can also uh, check the air quality in the baby's room so you know that it's, like, in a well-ventilated room. Interesting. What I want to know is, um, how do you sanitize it? Because, I mean, like, yeah, I know the poo and the pee isn't technically touching it, but, like, I don't know. I Like, it's literally attached to their their diaper. So, I mean, like, I would want a way to sanitize it or maybe the thing that it connects to the diaper with is disposable or I don't know. Something. I imagine it, it would be a disposable a sticker unless you're like stabbing the diaper with a pin. Yeah. Exactly. Like I'm like, how does it stay on? Right. Like they don't quite uh, get into the details on any of that sort of thing, but uh, it's still very interesting, especially I guess if your child is in a, uh, a car seat, maybe, or, you know, wrapped up in a snowsuit of some kind. And yeah, and if you're passing by a rest stop, say you're going on a nice long trip, this will let you know, can you pass this rest stop 
or is like should you definitely stop at this upcoming rest stop like right now because you're going to be stuck for like several hours in a smelly car if you don't yeah no more robert munch moments um the 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 pee book where he has to pee but then he doesn't pee until he does pee in his suit seriously really robert robert munch the fucking writer a bunch of munch crunch a bunch of bunch munch Okay, now it sounds like a snack jingle. I know. I, I switched that up. But seriously, you don't know a bunch of munch? Oh, you're terrible. That sounds vaguely familiar. Oh, you're so terrible. You just I, I need to just ignore you, and I'm just going to plug my ears. And you know what would help me do that? Mm. Loop earplugs. They are earplugs reinvented. Huzzah! Uh, so this is actually really interesting because... I go to uh, quite a few concerts. As Mike knows, I I love going to um, concerts. I love going to movies. I love going to events. Mike knows that me and my wife love going out. Uh, He gets annoyed with it because it gets in the way of our our podcasting. Uh, And he does it without me. That too. Um, But this is very interesting because they're earplugs that actually kind of look like earrings that you kind of stick in your ear. It looks like you're shoving Fruit Loops in your ears. Yeah, exactly. So they're they're basically hollow loops, um, and from what I understand, they're 3D printed, and then it also comes with a um, when they're not in the ear, uh, Mike. I'm not sure if you can see the link here. If there's uh, any, if you can find out any of these other pictures, but basically, they do have a little earplug piece that goes in your ear, and what it does is. It allows the sound in through the edges of the um, the inside middle kind of of the loop, and then it goes through the loop around in a circle into your ear. And because of the way that the inside of this loop is, um, I guess, designed, it reduces the decibel level by up to 20 full decibels, but still allows it to have a very clear sound instead of sounding you know, muddled and, and, and plugged and distorted like it would with a regular earplug where you're just blocking your whole ear. This still allows sound to get into your ear, but because of its design, it reduces the decibel level of whatever you're hearing um, so that you can still hear it very clearly. So if you're going to a, a music or a concert or a club or a movie or something like that, you're not hearing anything fully distorted. You're still going to hear it perfectly the way that it was meant to be heard, just at a much lower level. So this can actually really help uh, reduce the possibility of tinnitus, and it can also help reduce the increase of tinnitus, I guess, if you already have um, you know, minimal, minimal tinnitus. I know uh, my, my wife suffers from tinnitus, uh, I suffer uh, from a slight amount of tinnitus as well, uh, just because of all the concerts I've been to. That's what happens when you, you know, follow the Rolling Stones around the country, say, <laughs> you know, that just kind of happens, I guess. Um, so I think something like this is pretty amazing. They start at twenty nine ninety nine USD. Uh, I'm sure they'll probably have nicer versions out eventually, but you can get Midnight Black, Glorious Gold, and Swingin' Silver. I don't think my wife would let me get the Swingin' Silver ones, uh, but <laughs> nonetheless, <laughs> um, I think they're pretty damn cool, and I personally am going to be... Um, I, I think I might actually order a pair for... I like uh, the comparison chart here. For Blues Fest, I think this could be very interesting. 
the comparison chart they have is fucking hilarious. Oh, they also come in flirty rose gold, another color I won't be allowed, and raving red. Might be allowed that one. Thirty. Did you? Did you see their comparison chart? A uh, comparison to what? To other headphones. No, I did not. Well, you should, because it, it looks hilarious. Instead of giving specs for how they compare to the rest of the crowd, they simply have a smiley face for their brand and a sad face for the for the competition. It's like, how, how are we for sound? Smile. How do we compare to foam headphones? Sad. Oh, Universal yeah. Universal headphones? Bland. Custom headphones? Smile. That's really funny. But for looks, <laughs> foam? Frown. Universal? Frown. Custom? Frown. Comfort frown. Oh no, I guess it's moderate. Well, that's kind of true. I mean, I've got um, I've got a bunch of the uh, different kinds of uh, foam, and I do have one type of the universal as well. Um, and I personally hate the fucking foam ones because I can never get them in very well. And if I do, then quite often they they come apart. They aren't working very well within you know me moving or whatever. They they come out a little bit. Um, and the universal ones, they're just fucking ugly. So yeah, I think, um, a pair of these would be quite nice. Uh, they, they look nice. They're very small. They're not big like the foam ones. Um, so I think I might actually order a pair of these. This would be kind of cool. The what charging cable looks like it might go on the inside of the loop. So what would that cable look like? There's no charging cable. They're 3d printed plastic. There's, there's no, it's, it's just hollow. It's a hollow piece of plastic with an acoustic. Well, where does the loop. sound come from? What sound? The sound comes from whatever you're fucking listening to. But how does it get from there to the headphones? They're not headphones. Oh, they're just earplugs? Yes. Are you not listening? Oh, well, I saw the wire and I'm just wondering. No, the, wire, the, wire... the wire is representing the sound. Uh... Jesus, Mike. Oh, my God. You're so just... So, Tara, why don't you just go sleep this off somewhere and and come back to me? You're the married guy, so you can tell me, do you or your wife snore? Because I know if you snore, you'll find out. Yeah, no, I apparently I snore quite loudly and I get uh, bruises in the morning. I wake up with random bruises (laughs) uh, and I don't know what they're from. (laughs) Apparently they're they're from my wife kicking me and punching me all night because I'm snoring. (laughs) Hopefully it's because you're snoring and not because there's trouble in paradise and and this is how she it's just this how she passively aggressively deals with her uh, her issues. I certainly hope not. <laughs> Why? What and do you by passive aggressive? I mean she gets aggressive when you pass out. <laughs> so, CES promises a good night's sleep for you and your partner with the Hopnost sleep mask. So what this does, it looks like a hybrid between a sleep mask and a scuba mask. And there's an app that listens to you while you sleep to determine whether or not you're starting to snore. And it uses an, an, it uses an accelerometer to determine your sleeping position and vibrates you to get to a less snore-inducing precision. Um, and real if that quick, doesn't work... Mike, hmm? have you ever seen a uh, scuba diving mask? They quite often um, have an area where you can see. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you're not supposed to see when you're sleeping. You're supposed to have your eyes closed, and I guess this guarantees it. I'm just, I'm just not seeing how you think that this is like a scuba mask. Well, it looks like a scuba mask if it just didn't perform the function of allowing you to see. In the sense that it's big? It cumbersome. It fits over half of your face. <laughs> it's... I mean, like, essentially, like, all you have to do is just draw eyes on this girl, and it looks like she's like a passed out Batman. Looks like she's got some sort of, uh, like, she's having a stroke or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like a little bit she of must have been palsy. like she must have been goofing off when she posed for this picture, unless she actually sleeps like that. She's having a slobber knocker of a nap. <laughs> stone cold, stone cold, stone cold. <laughs> so it's also supposed to increase pressure on your airways to open them up, so that you'll stop snoring. So I, uh, the lady who tried it on for this article says that it felt relatively comfortable with a satin padded lining, Ooh. but the rubber nodule the the rubber nodule fits over her face. Nodule <laughs> to go over module, your not to nodule. go over your schnoz. Your schnozule. And the vibration was <laughs> enough to pull her out of a deep sleep, but subtle enough to wake her up, and probably a much less violent move than what the, the partners would do. Uh, yeah, so for she sure. seems happy with it, and it says uh, it sells for one hundred and seventy nine dollars. Currently on sale for one twenty on Indiegogo. But uh, as always, please note that CNET's reporting on crowdfunding campaigns is not an endorsement of the product or its creators. Yeah, they love. Make sure to that. check their crowdfunding policies. And as someone who is still waiting on their scarp razor, oh my god, I still can't believe you invested in that. Didn't you invest in that at the beginning of this original show? A gen- yeah, generation about, one. About like the third episode, I think. Third or fourth episode. Yeah, I love Still how waiting you, on that fucker. You wasted money and on that. And they're giving updates. But you, they keep giving updates like it's in development. You you waste money on that, but you won't pitch in for anything else, you dick fuck. Well, I see the merits in a in a in a bladeless razor. But not the merits in a show you've been doing for five years. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know what, Mike? If you're feel if you're feeling a little um a little anxious right now, you know. If if you just if you just need something to just cuddle with, I got I got your back, brother. I got your back. I have the okay. weirdest. I don't even know what to fucking call this. So, from what I understand, it's called the cool ball, cool ball, cool ball. Cool ball. <laughs> it's Q O O B O, and what this is is a. I, I, I want to say it's Korean, but it, it could be Japanese, maybe. But I'm pretty sure it's Korean. Um, but it's it's Japanese from the writing. Plus, the website says J P E N. So oh yeah, okay, there you go. I didn't see that part at the top. So yes, it's Japanese, I guess. But it's basically uh, the Kubo is a cushion type therapy robot with a tail. Uh, so basically, when you stroke. Um, this fluffy pillow, its tail will move in a lifelike motion uh, because I guess studies show that uh, tails have a therapeutic look and I guess animals in general um, have, have therapeutic value to them, which is widely known and, and understandable as well. Um, but I guess for people who can't have a pet, 
who don't have the room or the time. And this is obviously why this comes from Japan, because Japan is an extremely hardworking country uh, where they live in very small spaces, all way too close together. So something like this would definitely come in handy over there. Uh, but it's just so weird, much like everything they release. But it is fucking adorable, isn't it, though? Dave, did you watch the video, Mike? I'm looking at this guy who, uh, yeah, he's standing in front of this thing. It looks like a really fat cat <laughs> that's been amputated. It's like it's it's a uh, oval, an oval uh, or a circular uh, pillow that's probably about uh, I don't know, sixteen, eighteen inches thick. Uh, in uh, it's got it's definitely got some girth to it for sure. It's very very girthy <laughs> <I'm> pillow. Watching... <laughs> The video's got all the all the animals wagging their tails. It's cute. There's a cat like whacking a dog's tail. That's always fun. And then there's like some lady who's watching. She's watching all the animals wag their tail. And now she's looking at her. She's looking at the couch. I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be happy, but she's also looking at like what the fuck did I just buy? I love the uh, the, the the cute old couple that are are petting it. And there's one kid just slamming it. It's just so funny. Um, it's <laughs> adorable people, though, you, man. You can ju- you can just tell them it is a pet. Like if they're in the right and if they're in the right stage of senility, they'll think it's a real pet. So it, the movement of the tail is just like a real creature. It feels good just to hold, and I can feel just when I touch it. It comes in a husky gray or a French brown. Oh, oh, oh. Um. This thing is hilarious. Oh my god! It takes... This thing just started sounding like coffee. They sounded sort of, they sounded like Keurig flavors now. But and it also has some actual weight to it too, because it weighs around two and a half pounds or about one kilogram. So, you know, weighs, you know, as much as I'd say a, a very small uh, cat. I guess very very small cat. Uh, it says it has a usable time of about eight hours, depending on how much you're fucking petting the thing. I guess. And it charges in about four hours. So I guess it doesn't come with that uh, speed charger that uh, today's USB-C style phones come with. But um, certainly very interesting products coming out of Amazon Japan. You can actually, sorry, coming out of Japan and you can purchase it on Amazon Japan for 12,960 yen. Oh, okay, yen. So it's like 120 bucks here. Uh, give or take, I guess, yeah. Well, Amazon.com. Uh, yeah, 120 bucks, exactly. That's what it says here for uh, the Amazon, because I clicked it. Yep. Uh, well, the exact exchange rate of uh, 12,960 yen on this exact day, on this exact minute right now, uh, January 14th at 4.01 a.m. UTC Disclaimer is exactly $119.85 in United States dollars. And that's before, uh, you know, okay, I'm just not going to say it. I'm not going to go uh, into what they're going to do. Have you read the economy. facts? What facts? Your facts? Their facts? At the bottom of this page. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. It says, for what ages is Kubo designed? Kubo was designed for use by all ages except for babies. Please do not allow children and disabled individuals unaccompanied access to this product. Like, like if you're in a wheelchair, what's it going to do? Hijack the machine and try to kill you? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I don't really know. Can I, can I sit on Kubo? 
Please do not sit or stand on the cushion or tail. Just like any pet, Kubo likes to be cuddled and gently petted. Can I wash the fur cover? Soak it in lukewarm water. Leave it in detergent. Are there color options? Uh, does Kubo respond to my voice? Kubo does not have a voice recognition system. To communicate with Kubo, please use nonverbal communication methods such as patting and caressing. I'll pat How do you. I feed? How do I feed slash charge Kubo? It operates on a rechargeable battery. Plug the charging cables jack firmly into the charger port located adjacent to the base of the tail. Oh, so it, do you plug it into its anus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you juice its ass. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so terrible. <laughs> fucking, well, what are you going to do? Stick a cable in its mouth? Oh, my God. That's so bad. What environment is best suited for Kubo? It can be used in home, offices, stores, and other types of facilities. It cannot be used in hot and humid conditions or exposed to constant vibrations. Not used in constant vibrations, so I guess you can't have this in the cab with you while you're operating a bulldozer. Yeah, well, you know one one good thing about this, um, as opposed to like a real animal or or, you know, other products that i'm sure exist at ces this won't follow you around so if you want to get uh, a little bit of distance from from it it'll let you get away from it well that's good but you know some things you do want to have follow you around <laughs> like what well for instance how about your luggage aren't you tired of carrying that shit around with your hand when you could have your hand doing other things like Having a coffee or just resting in your pocket. Or, I don't know, maybe putting a tenudo on. <laughs> if you're doing this at the airport, I think you're going to have problems with security. <laughs> but anyway, say you're carrying a child, for instance. You got a coffee in one hand, a child in another. How are you going to carry your suitcase with you? Well, you don't have to. Because now you can get the Ovis. It is the first AI-powered suitcase that follows you around. And it's got sensors to make sure while it's following you, it doesn't bump into anyone else. Oh, that's interesting. You know, because I I have seen um, products like this before. This isn't the first one that I've ever seen. Um, I have been fairly interested in in products like this before. I, I do go on vacations with my wife. Um, you know, once or twice a year if I'm lucky. Um, and something like this would certainly be interesting. Although, I don't, does it come in different sizes? Because, I mean, like the size that it, that it shows in the video doesn't seem to be all that large. It seems to be more like a business carry-on sort of thing, right? Well, from the perks that you can get, it looks like you can get different amounts, not different sizes. I guess as it's uh, sold later on, they'll have different sizes available, but... Still very interesting, seems... though. How Does it say how fast it can go? Three miles an hour. Wait, three M... Oh, three... Wait, three meters a second? Or 6.7 miles per hour? That seems pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, three meters a second. And the, the wheels spin all over the place, so it can do a whole lot of... Uh, it can do a whole lot of stopping and spinning on a dime just to make sure it doesn't bang into anyone. It can go. It can just whiz around people. 
I guess they have to keep it one size to avoid it getting top heavy and falling over. Yeah, well, the thing, the the really cool thing that I actually like about this is the battery is easily removable. It's on the outside of the product, so you can just very easily remove it if you're going through a um, like a TSA line or whatever. Um, the thing that I don't really like about it that I have seen solved, well, I don't want to say solved, but I've seen other versions of in different products is with this one, you have to wear a um a fitbit like bracelet for it to follow around where i've seen other ones basically connect to your phone and follow your phone around although i guess this bracelet is probably a little more accurate i would say what i always wondered is like what's what's the anti-theft device on this thing because yeah it's going to follow you around until someone walking beside you decides to yoink and now it's carrying this thing but apparently it, uh, oh, well, it has alerts. If they if they try that, it will let you know if it's if it like if it even if you're not paying attention and it falls over or it gets stolen, it has a. I had it right here, and then I lost it. <laughs> it has a, a, an anti-lost alarm plus location tracker, so it doubles up on the security. Yeah, I thought Is it that mentioned what, you what were the talking distance about? was. Uh, two meters. Oh, okay. Yes, that's not two so bad. meters. Dis- that's what I was trying to look for specifically was the distance. So it'll let you know right away if someone uh, if it falls over. With the battery that it has, it can also charge your phone as well. Now the the very interesting thing here though is oh, the GPS, so that if the airport loses your luggage, you can just look on your phone and go. It's not even in this airport, fuckers. I was gonna say the price. Oh yes, all the, the prices for these things is pretty darn neat. Neat? That's what you call neat? Well, yeah, $400 for one of these things is pretty cool. Oh, I'm looking at how much is raised. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you fucking idiot. Oh my it's God. not a million dollars. I was actually reading that as 1404 and 807 cents for some reason. <laughs> 807 cents because... God, I can't, I can't even. I can't even with you. Oh, wow. You know what I need right now? I need some cuddles. No, I need some cuddles. And you know what would really really help me with that? (laughs) Holy fuck. I read the wrong. I read how much it raised. Oh, my God. You know what would would really help me get some cuddles? Is the Uh, the A a new $407,000 pillow? Oh, wait, that's how much it raced on Kickstarter. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so there's there's a new cuddle bot, a, a cuddle, cuddly little love bot by GrooveX that's called the love bot, the love, the love hot. Sorry, I'm mispronouncing that. The love hot. L-O-V-O-T. Um, and this is... One of the most um, Japanese, Japanese. <laughs> anime, manga-looking little things I have ever seen. It is absolutely freaking adorable. Oh, my God. Um, I want to say it looks like something out of, like, a Final Fantasy game or something. like a, Or, like, a... Yeah, definitely, like, something out of a Final Fantasy game. But basically... It's um, a, psych- it's a sidekick put- from a JRPG, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Um, and you put like, little 
What? Um, I'm watching the video. This guy's watching a horror movie, and he's getting spooked, and it's getting spooked with him. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. But you can put these little, um, like, vests or, or jackets on them, and they're adorable. They can uh, they can make sounds. I don't I don't uh, believe they actually talk, but they can make uh, little sounds to kind of get across what they what they're trying their the emotions. Um, and it's absolutely adorable. They've got huge cartoon eyes, teddy bear soft exterior, and they just melt your heart by looking at them. You need to look them up. They're so absolutely adorable. Um, they're going to run for, uh, uh, around $5,520, which is, uh, quite a bit. The camera on his head makes him look like a, like a Teletubby. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yes. It, it totally looks like a Teletubby. It is definitely a mini tubby, mini tubby. Um, but it's absolutely adorable. It makes cute little sounds like, Like, it's like a little gizmo or something. Oh, God, the price on this thing is retarded. Oh, yeah. Well, exactly. It's $5,520. Won't be out in the U.S. until around 2020. Um, but you know what? It doesn't need to be out to melt my heart. That's for sure. And quite honestly, if I was going to spend a couple thousand dollars on a quote-unquote virtual pet, I would actually rather spend it on this than your stupid fucking robot dog by Sony. Because fuck Sony. Except for their movies. Thank you, Sony. Into the Spider-Verse was amazing. <laughs> it certainly was. You know what else is amazing? This podcast? Well, of course. Podcasting with Richard? Not so much, but... <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. Taking the work out of laundry folding. Don't you hate folding up shirts? I don't... Well, that's... Yeah. Okay, sure. I mean, I used to, then I got married. Now I don't have to. But, yeah. <laughs> well, now there's a machine that will handle the folding for you. Sweet. Yeah, so if you have kids and they can't... As long as they can reach this thing, you can just have them feed the clothes to this machine and then it will fold everything into nice, neat squares for you. So, in other words, your parents want one for you. Uh, I don't know. It would be nice to <laughs> to be able to do your own laundry. <laughs> no, I'm fine with it, but <laughs> it's just a neat device where you know, it's, and it's huge, just... though. It is. It looks like a fucking printer from the 90s, an office yeah, printer like it, from the 90s. If you went to Staples or what do they have in the States? I guess like Kinko's or some shit. It's literally the size of a fucking industrial printer. It's fucking massive. Looks like it's about, I'd say about five feet tall, give or take. But it also folds pants, apparently. And uh, pillowcases you... and towels. Oh, see, I watched a demo on Twitter, uh, like just a quick demo video on Twitter. And it only showed them feeding uh, shirts into it. But you're right. I do see it folding other things. Oh, and it even has a light so that you can see what you're picking up. How very interesting. Indeed. And an estimated price of under $8,000, but just under 1000 But that's uh, a target price. Oh, I thought you said under $8,000. I was like, now you're looking at what it raised. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still attentive. Although the price and launch date are not final. No, so hopefully this, uh, hopefully this goes a little cheaper rather than more expensive because... 
Well, I mean, personally, um, I think I would uh, rather just get married or in a worst case scenario, you could just buy one of those fucking plastic things that they use in the uh, the stores now. I went to uh, Hudson Bay a little while ago and they actually had one of those plastic things. I don't know if you've ever seen them. But the multi-hangers? No, it's like a, a plastic thing that you basically you put the shirt on it and then it has... Uh, foldable areas so it basically like step one you fold in the sides step two you fold in the top step three you fold in the bottom and then boom you have a folded shirt huh and it's just a piece of plastic that has like some creases on it with like one two three and four and it just basically shows you how to fold things and you can get that for like 20 30 bucks on amazon Versus the $1,000 for this estimated. Well, I, I never said that all these devices were must-haves. I just said they were weird. And having an industrial printer that you still have to feed. like, If it was this much, the, the only thing that I would really justify everything is if you could just pour your clothes from the, from the basket into it. And it sorts them out. But if you're taking the time to take out each shirt, each shirt, each pant, each pillowcase, and individually feed it into this thing, like you could use just a few extra seconds to do all this shit yourself. Oh yeah, for sure. Like the the only way it's justified is if you can just like attach it to your dryer so it automatically sucks every all the clothes out, matches your socks puts them together, folds up your undies, folds up your pants, your shirts, and then leads everything in a nice folded pile at the bottom. Then you've got something worth doing. This is like, it's way too expensive and it's a half measure at best. I feel like this is something Rick Moranis' character from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids would try to invent. <laughs> the one that you're thinking of, not this actual product, I mean. <laughs> yeah, well, his would also include like a mortality rate. Yeah, and speaking of mortality rates, you know what has a mortality rate? Your cat. So start um, crying about it now. <laughs> so remember earlier when I was saying that there would be another thing that cleans up poop? Well, now's the time to talk about that. It's called the Lavibot. <laughs> it looks like a washing machine that you're about to feed the cat into. I know, right? It's freaking hilarious. However, I have to say... We have a cat. I want this. So basically, um, my understanding is that most of the uh, quote-unquote automatic um, litter box like uh, cleaning devices, the ones that clean themselves, the robot litter boxes, whatever you want to call them, most of them fucking suck is, from, is what I understand. This one is promising not to suck, apparently. I guess what you could say is they stink. <laughs> God, yeah. Uh, this one, though, is it looks to be about, uh, what, two feet tall, maybe? Foot and a half, two feet tall. Um, and definitely about a foot wide and a foot deep. Well, it's a one thing I know is that it is one third of a cactus tall. Yes. Yeah. Or, or about the bottom of a window. <laughs> um, but it does totally look about the size of a very small apartment washing machine. Uh, it's got a uh, a little um, hatch, I guess, for your cat to crawl in a, in and out of about two-thirds of the way up. So it looks like it's a little bit of a jump, but that's okay because apparently cats don't mind that when it comes to their potty time. Um, but basically what this is going to do is 
it's going to uh, not only weigh your cat and multiple cats, like I said earlier, it's going to have an app, of course, as everything does. It has a built-in app uh, with Bluetooth and I think Wi-Fi as well, so that it'll tell you when your cat goes to the bathroom, how often your cat's going to the bathroom, when you need to change the kitty litter, uh, kitty litter and any drastic changes in the weight. But after a certain amount of time, after your cat has gone to the uh, LaviBot, it will uh, scoop all of the uh, discretions <laughs> away to the side of the product and just put it into a plastic bag that's already, I guess it's got bags in the device and it scoops all of it into the plastic bag and seals it so that you can then take it away at a later date and you don't have to worry about the smell and it'll actually... I guess, extend the life of your kitty litter by scooping for you, which is very interesting um, because I personally don't like to scoop my kitty litter. I just change it all once a week in one fell swoop because um, that shit's nasty. So something like this <laughs> would be very interesting. Um, they say that it's going to start at around $379 American, which is fucking insanely low, I, I personally think. Um, it's got a 6.5 liter storage bin on it as well, which is pretty freaking big. Uh, so I don't know, man, like, I think this is pretty damn cool. If you've got a cat and you don't like cleaning its shit, which I highly doubt you do, because if you do, you're fucking weird. Uh, then this might be something to, uh, check out. It's going to be launching an Indiegogo campaign in May, 2019. And please note that CNET's reporting on crowdfunding campaigns is not an endorsement of the product or its creators. Um, but I think this is absolutely incredible. Uh, especially if you can grab it at the price of $379, which is probably like what? I would guess like $450, $480 uh, Canadian. So for under $500, you might not have to ever clean up after your fucking cat again, which I really like the sound of because I'm allergic to cats. I don't really like cats that much. I'm a dog person. So the less I have to do for a cat, the happier I am. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not easy being green. <laughs> you can rest easy knowing that your cat's excretions are being taken care of. And just to make sure your eyes get a good sleep with you, you can now get the Yume Thermal Meditation. Ooh. Which uses meditative heat to make your eyes feel happier with a more restful and clear mind. Cool. So if you look at this thing, it looks like Basically, like you're in a tanning bed, but without the risk of coming out looking like an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> it basically uses gentle vibrations to, I guess, influence breath meditation while you're sleeping. It seems to be a uh, an interesting idea, although none of the pe- none of the models using this are laying on their side. So it would be nice to know if this thing comes with a strap, so that if you do sleep on your side or on your tummy that this thing isn't going to be just, like, be falling off. <laughs> like, they're they're taking for granted that you can just lay back and you stay back. Lay back and stay back. Is that their motto? I think it's more like a necessary instruction if this thing, if this thing doesn't come with a strap. Do you strap on? Do you strap it on? Is it a strap on? <laughs> can you put the tenuto on it? <laughs> If you want some Tenuto Arabian goggles, sure, why not? 
I feel like Tenuto is the name of a Spanish boy band from the 80s. <laughs> no? Is that not a thing? And, the, and their hit single, Good Vibrations? <laughs> Very well done, sir. Very well done. <laughs> so what, what, what exactly does this uh, You May do for you? What does it do for me, sir? Well, the whole reason that it was that it was made in the first place was because we use screens so much so we we spend at least like on average about ten to eleven hours in front of a digital device, and this can lead to things like strained eyes, dry eyes, and this wants to just basically give your eyes a nice deep heating massage. I'm looking at their very website, not an article about them, the website itself, and it is not exceptionally descriptive, which is a bad sales pitch in my eyes. You know what? I can tell you exactly right now exactly how long that I've uh, my phone has been on in front of me today. Nine hours and 18 minutes. Thanks I've to received the 200 and, Yeah, 295 notifications, 55 unlocks, uh, with a total of, let's see, two hours and 51 minutes on Pokemon Go. Uh, I've got 49 minutes on VLC, 54 minutes on buns, and one hour, 29 minutes on my video playing app. However, that's also counting from 1230 a.m. Uh, or sorry, from 12 a.m. on. So that was also me watching a movie last night, um, screen mirroring it to my projector. So that technically doesn't really count. This thing is designed in Canada. Ooh. Canadian, eh? And it won the Prairie Export Pitch Competition. And it's moving forward to a national showdown of uh, startup inventions in Ottawa. Wow. You know, as a tech podcast, we might want to look into what this this competition is. Yeah, I think uh, I think our uh, audio technician producer should uh, maybe see about that. <laughs> do we have one of those? Do, do we pay them? Because if we do, we definitely shouldn't. <laughs> so... The thing is, you can get up to a week of daily use, and it has a USB charger, automatic timers for shutting on and off, lightweight and easy to use, it says. Although, again, I need to see someone sleeping on this side, on their side with this thing. It's lightweight and easy to use, just like our audio producer technician. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought that if I went to the website instead of an article about it, that I'd get a lot of information. But if you're checking the same thing I am, I'm really, I'm really pressed for finding out more information. Yeah, uh, it just basically, to me, it looks like it's uh, pretty much just a, a warm pad that you put on your eyes that uh, helps you to relax, basically, which is uh, kind of nice. It does seem very relaxing. I would certainly um, enjoy putting that on my face. However, I feel like just that alone wouldn't be enough. Like, I would want that on top of... You know, like maybe like a heating pad on me or uh, aromatherapy or something like that. It says that it, it was part of a system. Exactly. So it says that it uh, does do um, gentle vibrations on top of the warming as well, which is quite nice. Although like, I'm trying to imagine it not feeling like someone's rubbing their thumbs into your eyes. Oh, it also does thermal cooling. So it cools and heats. That's very interesting. And veiled. Oh. So weird. Well, it's for 179 US, even though made in Canada. Well, yeah. What are you going to do? Everybody's uh, always doing the American thing, right? Assholes. What else do you have? Uh, well, <laughs> you know what? 
Uh, I don't know if you know much about me, Mike, but I am a carb fucking whore. A whore for carbs. I love carbs. If I can't put it between two pieces of fucking bread, I probably won't eat it. And if I'm eating something that's not between two pieces of bread, it's because somebody else paid for it. I love sandwiches. I love wraps. Just anything with bread. I love bread, 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 bread. And so, finally, somebody has come up with a breading machine. Or breading machine. Breading machine? It would be a breading machine if you could, like, put money in it to get various loaves of bread. You can. Um, they, uh, from what I understand, so basically this is a fully automatic, uh, uh, automatic, automated bread making machine. It's developed by the Wilkinson Baking Company in Washington, and it's a fully standalone device meant to be leased to retailers and grocery stores to serve up fresh baked bread to customers. Basically, you'll be able to watch it, um, mix the dough, um, what's the word for it? Uh, rise the dough leavening uh, no there's a word for it that I can't oh, think of which is humiliating considering I cook for a living yeah it's like you're letting it rise right um, but you're, you're going to be able to watch it do the entire thing from start to finish and then it's going to store the bread kind of in the side of the device and you can actually purchase the bread freshly made fresh warm right there from this machine which is really amazing. The only thing that I actually don't know is if it will make different kinds of bread at the same time, which would be very interesting. I'm sure it has different recipes, but uh, I don't know if like, you know, is it going to, can it make uh, one loaf of white bread and then one loaf of honey flaxseed bread and then one loaf of vegan bread and then one loaf of raisin bread and then one loaf of, you know, so that, that, to me, would definitely be the selling point, especially if you're going to put it in a consumer accessible area of a business. Um, if it's just kind of in the back or on the side where customers can see it going, but they aren't going up to purchase for themselves, it's not as big of a deal, right? If you're just using it to bake your bread, so like you have a program to do 12 white and then 12 brown and then 12 this, right? That would be different. But if it can do one each time a little different, like automatic, like as you're ordering it, like say you go into the grocery store and you're like, okay, the first place you go is to the bread machine. And you're like, this is what I want. And it gives you your order ticket with a QR code on it. And then you come back 10, 15 minutes later, boom, you've got your nice fresh warm bread. You scan your QR code. It puts it in a bag for you, puts a label on it, and then you bring it up to the cash. That would be really, really cool. Uh, from what I understand, it this is going to be... It says 10 loaves of bread an hour, and it can do different uh, loaves, including white wheat, whole wheat, nine grain sourdough, and honey oat. But can it do them periodically? Or like, you know what I mean? Because like the thing that I'm wondering about too is... How does it clean itself to prepare for the next loaf? Because if somebody, say somebody is allergic to a specific product from the loaf that was in it beforehand, is it sanitizing itself every time or is it going to make a certain amount and then does it have to have somebody like an employee come and switch out a piece so that it now has a sanitized piece to start again? Um, these are things that I'm sure will be revealed later. However, the thing that we do know is it's going to cost retailers approximately $100,000 American 
over a five-year lease. That's like, that's half a price of a fucking house. That does seem a little expensive, that's for sure. And you know what, though, actually, in America, that's like not even half the price of a house. That's like double the price of a ho- of some houses, <laughs> I depending like- on where in America you are, that's for sure. So, I like one of the, uh, the links says, this bread making machine is second to none. So basically, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Um, basically, over the course of five years, if you break it down to uh, a monthly amount, that's $1,666.666,666 per month. So you better sell a lot of fucking bread if you want that thing to pay for itself. Well, I mean, not, I, I don't know. I mean, like if you're selling a loaf of bread at, say, $5, and your grocery store is open, you know, 15 hours a day, as long as you're selling, you know what I mean? Like, that's, so if we divide that by 30, they'd have to sell $55 worth of bread every day, basically, or $56 worth of bread every day to break even, just to pay for itself. So, yeah, I guess that's actually quite a bit. Although, if you're a bakery and you're known for baking then maybe people are going to go there just for the bread but then on the other hand if you're a bakery and you're known for your amazing baking then why are you getting a robot to do your baking so really i don't know maybe this is more just like a costco right costco if you're known for your expensive bread how are people why are people going there yeah that's very true that is very true uh so yeah i don't know i think that's really cool i absolutely love bread uh but you know what bread really relates to after i eat bread i have to brush my teeth you know what i hate doing mike oh checking each and every tooth individually uh yeah or or just you know taking the the time out of my day to brush my teeth so much so that i actually went out and bought a 120 dollar um oral b genius 9000 bluetooth enabled smart toothbrush uh, earlier this year and i am now immediately regretting that because of why brush <laughs> that's right why brush is at ces this year which cleans your teeth in fucking 10 seconds bitch take that minute and a half to two minutes like that's fucking insane did you have you seen this did you did you check this yeah. out have you looked I... at the information that i sent you about this I knew about this Michael already. Michael King. I've seen I've seen a brush like this before. No, you haven't. This is brand new. No, this is brand new. You've never seen anything like this before. This is CES, man. You've never seen anything like this before. I don't know what you're talking about. The American Dental Association doesn't know Something what you're that looks about. like a mouth guard. You put toothpaste on it, shove it in your mouth, and it goes, <laughs> and you're done. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw that before. So essentially, this is made of uh, food grade product, quote unquote, which I assume just means silicone. <laughs> um but uh, basically, you put a little bit of toothpaste in there, you put it on your top teeth, it vibrates like crazy, and in five seconds, uh, you're done. And then you turn it upside down, put a little more toothpaste in there, five seconds on your bottom teeth, boom, you're done. So in 10 seconds, you're done brushing your teeth, and apparently, apparently, it does a better job than you can do with your toothbrush. How much which, toothpaste do you use on it? I would assume the normal amount. Yeah, oh, but that would, no. that would only cover a few bristles. You, 
Yeah, so you you would have to use a little bit more. So you'd maybe, have to cover all the bristles unless it spreads all mm-hmm, over your mouth. Mm-hmm. But in five seconds, is that really enough time for it to really foam spread? and encapsulate the entire so, bridge? I would guess, I mean, like, if I was them personally, I would be making my own toothpaste that's a little more um, liquid and a little less pasty. I mean, not to the point where it's like an actual liquid, but I would make it a little bit more uh, liquidy because then it would be able to foam a little easier and get through the whole thing a little easier and a little faster. Like a cleaning gel rather than a paste. Yes, exactly. And so that would be very interesting. I cannot wait uh, for this to come out and for it to have actual reviews that aren't, you know, paid for per se, Uh, especially because, you know what, it's $125 American, which is only slightly more than I just paid for my toothbrush, which I fucking broke within the first four months. And now (laughs) I have to set it in for repairs and pay even more for it. So how did you break the toothbrush? Um, I dropped it. Because it's super heavy and I tried to hold it in my mouth um, to get something else that I dropped. It's probably my phone, I'm guessing. So I tried to hold it in my mouth while it was vibrating. But as soon as I, you know, like took my hand off of it, the vibrating was really weird. And then it dropped out of my mouth. Too much for your teeth to handle. Yeah. You kind of hold on much longer. Yeah, that was stupid fucking me. Um, so I, I definitely have to get that fixed. Although I do, I have to admit, I do really like the, uh, Oral-B 9000 toothbrush that I did get, but still, I think this would be way cooler, especially when I'm sitting here podcasting, eating fucking Fruit Loop Twinkies, vegan Fruit Loop Twinkies. You know what (laughs) would be neat if it, (laughs) well, if it was good enough, I wonder if it would even like need toothpaste or if it would just be like, you know what? Your teeth are fucking clean, bitch. Your teeth are clean, bitch. And if you want, if you want that extra enamel protection, get a mouthwash or something. Forget toothpaste. We just, we I, just removed an entire thing from your tooth cleaning regimen. That's what they should be bragging about. I that guess, doesn't matter but, if it's true or not. But like, they, it, they it, may lose their eighty eight so certification if they end up saying like toothpaste is for chumps. It's so quick though, right? Like, I mean, currently, like while I'm brushing my teeth, I like to sit there and you know, listen, listen to like a podcast or music or, or I'll be watching something on my phone or something like that, you know, with my headphones and oh, I if it's so quickly then, and then I can't do that. And then I'm, I'm not going to need, um, my headphones when I'm doing that, but I don't know. I I'd guess, like to see if they have, so a, I guess uh, maybe I'll get a new pair of headphones. Well, a really nice pair of headphones. Maybe could try to force a segue. <laughs> <laughs> no, me never. It's supposed to be seamless, and we're not done talking about this thing yet. What are you going to do to brush your tongue? You would definitely have to have something different, I guess. Like a toothbrush that you're supposed to be replacing with this, but if you're still keeping it, then why? What? You use a toothbrush to brush your tongue? It has a brush on it with toothpaste on it from my teeth, so yes. But then you're just rubbing around the microbes from your teeth onto your tongue, you're also rubbing that refreshing toothpaste as well. Yeah, but that's already got germs in it from your tongue. You're, or from so your teeth, you, I mean. What do you do? Like, do you br- do you just take like one stroke of your brush, clean it, put new toothpaste on it, brush your next tooth, and then scrub all the microbes and dirt from that tooth before you end up scrubbing no, it a, across your other I teeth? Have a separate, I have a separate tongue cleaner. 
that is a fully separate brush that my uh, dentist recommended because it's so, more sanitary. So it's okay to spread those microbes all across your teeth, but not across your tongue. Yeah, well, exactly. You clearly don't talk to your dentist enough, sir. I had $3,000 worth of dentistry work done last year. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> clearly. You eventually knew what you were doing. Exactly. <laughs> well, speaking about, uh, well, if you don't know what you're doing, but you'd like to learn, you can get something called the Halo Neuro. Halo, Halo, Halo. It's supposed to improve learning. Halo. It's supposed to Halo, improve. Halo, Halo. You know, there's a nice torture Halo. aspect to this fucking thing, and it's going to come in real handy with you. Hey, you get to do it to me, fuckface. <laughs> I'm, you're stopping me from segueing, you cunt. First, you try to jam me before I'm done talking about your weird little toothbrush. And then when I'm finally done, then you'd start slaughtering Beyonce. I would never slaughter the amazing holistic voice of... Holistic? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I fucking hate Beyonce anyway. Let's just, just segue this shit. Anyway, there's a thing called the Halo Sport, which is headphones that increase your learning and muscle memory, essentially through torture. Beats by what? It's a brain stimulator that helps you develop muscle memory faster. And what it does is, if you look at the the inner headband, it's laced with spikes. Uh, yeah, that does look like torture, actually. You're right. Because it is meant to... But it's to... backed by neuroscience, Mike. Because it zaps your brain with electricity through these spikes. So if you're not learning something, it will it will zap you, hopefully to electrify your scalp. And that will I I increase the electric field for your neurons to fire. So, like, the more neurons you have firing, the faster pathways are built in your brain. Well, it's, it. you know what? I, I hate to say it, Mike. It's not going to be able to do that to me. Do you know why? Because I'm the most electrifying man in podcasting. <laughs> well, for other mortals, it increases your brain's natural plasticity so you can create and strengthen motor pathways faster. The science is called hyperplasticity or hyperlearning. So what it does is it applies a small electric current to the part of the brain that controls movement, activating neurons so they fire more often when you train. So if you want to learn guitar while getting basically waterboarded by your own headphones... I thought you were going to say, well, getting wasted. <laughs> I wonder if that would allow you to get drunk faster, if it also allows the alcohol to cloud your neurons faster. <laughs> I, wonder if it I wonder if it accelerates everything you're doing mentally, whether, it's learning, or, or whether it's learning or unlearning. I think we found a new Patreon goal. We we buy we buy stupid shit and then we make videos on YouTube of us torturing each other with it. Sounds about right. Although really, I just torture you by doing the podcast. So really, <laughs> yep. So I don't know. They say torture. I, I I'm assuming it's like a gentle current, but I know that if you got looks looks some if you had like a gremlin style knack with machinery, you could definitely make this thing hurt. This is so fucking weird, dude. Like, this is just the weirdest fucking thing. 
Yep, it's backed by 15 years of research and 4,000 peer-reviewed papers. So this isn't just like some asshole on Indiegogo going, I think if you'll zap the brains that you could get someone to be learning faster. And it's definitely not like some asshole on Indiegogo that's like, I think if you put a laser in a razor, then Mike will give me money. I wanted to save the world by reducing waste and <laughs> excessive metal construction and non-recycling. And I'm never going to let it go. It's still getting updates, okay? The project is not dead. It's just excessively delayed. <laughs> like five years delayed. Hey, changing the world isn't easy. That is true. I, I'm i just going to let you keep going instead of using that as an amazing segue. Oh... Well, we can't all... It's not going to be as easy as... Well, some people change the world slowly, and some people change the world quickly. Like... Like... Like what? Like Like John Cena? Like your device, you idiot. Like John Cena! Oh, you're talking about the solar cow bringing uh, children to school by rewarding them with electricity for their parents, basically blackmailing their parents into letting them go to school. Well, it's not blackmailing. It's more like incentivizing them from working. Well, it's kind of blackmailing if you're like, if you don't let your children get them to school, you don't get power for your cell phone so that you can jerk off. How else am I supposed to get the pornography of Angelina Jolie if I do not have electricity for my phone? (laughs) Mutamba, go to school. Oh, my God. Daddy needs his cummies. You're so terrible. So this this is actually um, an extremely weird-looking device. However, like in all seriousness, uh, this is an incredible thing that is actually hopefully going to help uh, lots of people not only get power, but I guess also help children come to school. So the idea is... um, it's basically a, a large solar panel with a bunch of proprietary batteries, uh, like small cylindrical batteries like you would buy at your local dollar store or something like that, probably in the range. By the looks of them, I would say they're, they're in the range of the 5,000 milliamp hour um, area. So, you know, probably good for uh, one to two charges of a standard cell phone, maybe more of a... Um, uh, lower end um, cell phone that they that people might have in uh, lower income countries where you would find this. Uh, but basically what you're going to do is you're going to take this proprietary um, battery and you're going to plug it into the underneath of this cow shaped um, device and basically the batteries become its udders. Well, they're shaped and- like milk bottles. Yeah, yes, but you plug it in basically where its udders would be, and uh, they're going to charge up during the day while the children are at school, and then they're going to bring one home every day with them to help charge their devices or maybe to help power uh, lights in their home or a fan or a flashlight. <laughs> they do have uh, different, uh, I guess, uh, attachments. The only one that I actually have seen was a, uh, a flashlight attachment but uh it's i think this is actually really cool idea um i 
don't personally think that it needs to be shaped like a cow. It seems to take up a lot more space than it needs to. Um, but I mean, hey, if you can make it interesting or fun um, to do this, then that's great. I mean, well, yeah, it all fits with the theme. Like it has a wide surface area. So that has to be the back of the cow. And then like multiple charging stations like a cow's udders. So and they all look like bottles. So it's, they're easy to carry. So it all fits. Yeah, like, and I, I love my Acer power bank, but it's like a uh, a large device. Oh, very so large. Yeah, but yours is, is also the size of like ten of these. Yeah, and Whereas, it's like apparently yeah. in uh, these places, like they have to walk like four to six hours to charging stations because they don't have like expansive electrical grids like we do in the cities. Exactly. Did you so, see the name of the great. company as well? By the way, Yoke. Yes. So not only did they name the device after a cow but the name of the company is named after the product that a chicken gives so these are very farming based people here um i i do this is an amazing system though uh the the batteries are proprietary though they only work with this utter system you can only plug it in to the cow so that people can't just steal the batteries and charge them somewhere else they only work with this solar cow uh, which is uh, interesting and smart, I guess. Um, well, yeah, you don't want to have you. You'd want to discourage people from stealing from a fucking school. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, so it, it's just it's really really cool. I I would personally love to um, hear that uh, a product like this is being um, produced and um, given out to many different places uh, throughout the world. I, I just love this. Apparently, it won a uh, social impact prize from the International Foundation of something or other. <laughs> uh, here we go. Yeah, it's a Korean it, it Social that's... impact prize from uh, IF, and uh, it won an AIDS, AID Innovation Challenge, and it also won a CES Innovation Award this year as well. So... Uh, it's winning tons of awards. Oh, yeah. It's a South Korean company that's been in the solar business since uh, 2014 when they invented the SolarAid, which is the world's f smallest portable solar charger. And it raised over 70000 on Kickstarter. And from my understanding is with every product that you buy from them, like so for instance, right now you can buy a solar paper and pouch kit which runs from 148 to 450 dollars and that's basically a solar um, panel inside of a um, notebook you can buy um, just one panel that goes inside of the book you can buy um, a pouch for it and you can buy a just a regular five watt uh, panel and with every product that you buy a small amount of the money goes to funding projects and sending the actual solar cow to different communities in low-income countries around the world, which is absolutely incredible. So I, I would definitely suggest that people look up uh, solar cow. They, you can go to yokestation.com and uh, check out this device. It's really interesting stuff and uh, helping people out around the world, which is, uh, which is great, helping children go to school. We don't, we don't have to find any good news today because that was pretty much it. Yeah. Technology making a positive impact around the world. That was, that's, that's, that's freaking great. I mean, as, no, as long as no one's making me go to school, it's positive to me. <laughs> I, already, I already went through that torture. 
Exactly. I've gone through it a few times now and have to keep going through it. So, <laughs> anyway, um, I guess that's it for uh, part one of our CES coverage. Right, Mike? Mm-hmm. But we'll have other categories later on. Yeah. Such so, as? Uh, such as uh, f- tune in and find out. Ah, you ain't getting any free information anymore. You already got an hour and 20 minutes of that shit. You ain't getting no mo. Exactly. So uh, I guess uh, tell them what what other uh, places can they find you on the internet, Mike? Well, I'll be doing the, uh, as always, the Graveyard Shift Horror with Sheldon and Mike, which will now be aired on internet radio in the UK. And if all things, uh, if that station continues to develop as planned, actual radio in Scotland, so it'll be good to have a European audience. That'll be on the RadioHaver.com. Oh, I thought it, it was Radio Javier. Radio Haver is how it would be spelled, but it would be pronounced Haver, like the Proclaimer song where they go, When I Haver, well, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man that's Haver into you. Because really? That, that's what they it, say? Haver, it is a Scottish word meaning to speak enthusiastically. So that's what we've been doing for the last hour and a half. We've been havering. I did not know that. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Any other places they can find you out there on the internet? Well, I'll be continuing the Playing With Power podcast once I get my hosts to smarten up and show up. Turns out this isn't the only one. Turns out podcast hosts are like cats. They're nice when they do show up, but most of the time when you call them, they, uh, they don't fucking hear you. Complacent roommates. That's all we are. (laughs) and also the taste test suffering through the same thing except my host is recovering from a cold so he has an excuse i thought you were going to say recovering from colon issues and that seems to be it for now i have other projects in the works but they're not they haven't completely formulated but i am a busy podcasting boy looking to make more content this year and hopefully i'll have some even more interesting things to tell you about soon Alrighty, and you can find me here on uh tech chatter uh hopefully um as well i have other projects that will uh hopefully flourish in this new year uh mike and i are planning um a multitude of different projects both with each other and without each other so hopefully you'll be hearing from us soon but until then it is now safe to power off your device Or, or your vibrator. Yeah. It is now safe to stop vibrating. <laughs> That's less of a vibrator, more like a ship's foghorn, but whatever. Mm.